Amen. Jesus is alive today. And if you are in uh, faith, uh, if you have faith in Jesus, it means you are alive today as well in a way that's uh, completely profound. The new life in Christ that we celebrate in Him that comes through faith. That's what we're going to be talking about today as we uh, have a short message and then go into our time of baptism is this realization that we are made alive in a new life in Jesus. And how many of you wake up every day and say, thank God I am made new in Christ. Somebody raising your hand. Every day? <laughs> Every day? The reality is we often forget that. And we go on with the busy parts of life, and we do the ins and the outs and the jobs and the kids, and we make our plans, and we do our vacations, and we forget about the reality that we are made new in Jesus every day. And I'll, I'll be honest, when I hear the, the words new life, uh, my mind goes to a different place. Uh, we're expecting our child by the end of the week. And so when I think of new life, I think about the reality that our whole world is going to be upside down with that. Um, and we're already getting sleepless nights. Uh, every time Mandy now turns over in bed and lets out the little grunt, I'm like, <gasps> it's happening. So I've been running off on fumes now for a while, uh, which is just preparing us for the reality ahead. But new life in Christ, new life in Christ, we can be made new creations in him. It's astounding to me that that's reality. And we often forget that. And that's just a short message we're going to be getting to today before we celebrate that with our baptism candidates, the new life that Christ gives. And I want to just pray for us in this moment before we open up our Bibles. We're going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians 5 today, just that God would restore unto us the joy of our salvation. And may we just all be amazed today at what Jesus does in each and every one of us. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with him, his power in us, and his great and deep and profound love for us. So let's just join our hearts in prayer together before we read and, and talk about these words from the scriptures today. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you do in us, the work that we cannot deserve, the work we did not earn, but the work that you've done out of your great love for us, your grace for all of us who have sinned, and the redemption that you have given us through your Son, Jesus, that when we place our faith in you, we can be made new, not just different, not just changed, but completely new in your name. God, that's what we celebrate today. I mean, that just give us a sense of joy, a sense of awe, and a sense of wonder of all that you have done in our lives, all you have yet to do. God, may we just appreciate you and praise you for, for what you have done. And so I pray today, God, as we study these words, as we have these baptisms, that you would just receive glory for this, that we would just sit back and, and just, just be uh, just amazed at, at all you've done, that we can celebrate that together. So, God, I just pray that you would stir in our hearts by your Holy Spirit just this excitement for you. And, God, that that would spur us on to live in that reality and to share that with others. But, God, I just pray all of this is done uh, through your power today. And in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to read uh, just a handful of verses this morning that a lot of you know. We, we honed in on one of these verses in, in Missions Week. But it's this, this uh, section of Scripture that at least every time I read it, I just walk away and just say, wow, God really loves us. 
We're going to be reading 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to read verses 16 uh, through 21. And again, today's message is kind of simple. I don't have anything on the screens uh, for you today, but I do encourage you to read along uh, these verses. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As you read through this text, there's really three points I want to draw out of this to, to kind of bring our minds to this reality of, of who we are in Christ Jesus, and that he gives us a new perspective, he makes us a new purpose, and now we walk with, or he, he makes us a new person, and now we walk in a new purpose. And we look at verse 16, we understand this new perspective we, we get as we come to faith in Christ. That from now on, we regard no one, and that includes yourself, from a worldly point of view. What this is saying is when you come to faith in Jesus and he makes you a new person, you see everything different. Your values change. Your pursuits change. And it's a clear transformation of your whole self, including the way you think. And, you know, when we look at the world, we often look at it through the lens of only what we can see. We value people and we rank people on what we can see and understand. And ourselves, we rank ourselves and value ourselves on what we can control in ourselves. And that's just the human tendency, the fleshly tendency, that you focus on that external. And so we might classify ourselves and others by the amount of friends we have the influence we have, maybe how many friends or likes you get on Facebook, how much affluence you have, the money, the cars, what you wear, maybe the title of CEO or politician or celebrity, the amount of education you have, the, the last name you have, what family you're born into, what country you're born into, how much good you've done versus how much bad you've done. The list goes on and on, but we find a way to classify each other through this worldly lens. But when you come to faith in Jesus, what we read is that all of that doesn't matter anymore. There's only two realities. You have Jesus or you don't. You have Jesus or you don't. And Jesus is here to redeem us and to reconcile us with God the Father. And he's the only one that can do that. The Apostle Paul who wrote this kind of fleshes out this idea a bit more in the book of Philippians. When he recounts everything in his life, and the proverbial, you know, born with a silver spoon in your mouth, that was who would become the Apostle Paul. He had everything you can imagine from a worldly point of view. 
He was born in the right family. He had the right education. He had the right job. He had the possessions. And he was on this one track now to be this person of great influence and affluence. And people would have been jealous of him. But he recounts all of those things in his life in Philippians 3. And then he says, after coming to know Jesus, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. All those things I once held dear, I consider them garbage that I can have Christ. When you become a new creation in Jesus, your whole perspective, your, your value system changes. And you understand it's either those who have Jesus or those who don't. Because Jesus makes us into a new person. That's what we read in verse 17. That therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. If anyone is in Christ. You know, sometimes we have a bit of a roadblock uh, because we, everything we read here is a translation from the Greek or the original languages. And, and sometimes there's not this exact uh, translation from word to word. But do you know what the word anyone literally means in Greek? Anyone. Anyone. That's the word. And it means that there's no exceptions here. That anyone who places their faith in Christ becomes a new creation. And this is, again, deconstructing our worldly point of view, where we think there's the good guys and the bad guys and those who, who do enough and those who are just too far uh, gone, that, that they're not able to come to Christ. Again, we're hearing from the Apostle Paul, who made a living killing Christians, and was feared and hated among Christ's followers. So if anyone is ineligible to become a Christian, it's the man who's writing this text. And yet we no longer view people through a worldly lens. There's no disqualifications of those who come in Christ. And what that means is that the power of Jesus is greater than the power of your sin, no matter how much that is. This is the great hope we have in the gospel, is that anyone who comes to faith in Jesus can be made into a new person and reconciled with God. Verse 18, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. This is the grace and the gift of God, that all of this is from him, not what we do for him, but what he does through us and for us. And that gives us a new purpose. In the words that close out the portion we read this morning, that we talk about this word reconciliation. It's mentioned five times in this text. And this literally means to make enemies into friends. It's a word that comes from wartime of, of two uh, armies fighting against one another. And when the battling ceases and the relationships are repaired, that's this reconciliation. The reconciliation here is that we were once enemies of God in our sin, but Jesus reconciled us and brought us into the right relationship with God because he paid the price for those sins. And now we are seen not as what we've done for him, but who, what Christ has done in us. When we stand before God, he sees the righteousness of Christ not the righteousness of self. And all of that message, all of that hope was entrusted to us. 
That's our purpose now. Not to make another dollar, not to have more influence, not to have the titles, but when we become a disciple, our purpose is to make disciples. Because God entrusted us with that message and that ministry. That blows my mind. Doesn't it to you sometimes that this big, precious gift, if, if you ever like, had someone say, hey, can you watch my house for the weekend and take care of my dog? It's just like, ooh, they really, they really trust me you know, to do that. There's been nothing greater entrusted to you than the message and the ministry of reconciliation. It is the most precious gift ever given. And now God is saying, go and tell. Be my hands and feet. Be the light of the world. God has reconciled us to himself through Christ. And now he's given us that ministry. And when we have this this moment today of baptism, these are these candidates saying, this is a reality in my life, and I am publicly testifying to you that God has reconciled me to himself through Christ. We're going to hear some testimonies from some, and, and others who aren't sharing are going to be having this physical act take place, which represents that reality in their life. That itself is the testimony of what God has done. And we're reminded this, this, this perfect little wrap-up verse in 21 that God made him, this is talking about Jesus, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That means is that through Jesus, God can now see us as perfect and sinless, not because of what we did for him, but because of what Jesus did for us. Jesus is perfect. We are not. And we have the baptism today as this moment of celebrating who God is and what he's done. We can have joy that many have placed faith in him, including those here today being baptized. That's really why, why we do baptism. It's kind of hard to understand. You know, why, why do you dunk them in water and bring them up? Couldn't there have been another sign, another thing that God told us to do? But we, we baptize, first of all, because we're instructed to. This is a commandment of Jesus. And this is his kind of marching orders to the disciples, if you know the Great Commission that go, therefore, make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them to obey everything I have commanded. This baptism is, a, is an act of obedience of believers because it's this public testimony that becomes really an outward illustration of the inward reality. Baptism, baptism itself does not save you. It doesn't give you any extra measures of, of grace. But it is representing what God has already done in your life, that you're lowered into this place, place below the, the water that represents your death to self, and you're raised into new life in Jesus, that the old has gone and the new has come. It's a perfect public testimony and visualization of all of God's work in their life. and something we can celebrate together as we hear from these baptism candidates and we see them baptized today. We have a moment here where, where they can come up and share, and, and here we don't let that be an obstacle. I know some will never get baptized because they're deathly afraid of public speaking, 
and I get that. I think more people are afraid of public speaking than they are of death. Um, so we don't want to let that be an obstacle today. We do have some who are electing to share, and we're excited for that. We're going to hear from Angie Kurth and Dominic Richards and Gabe Lammers uh, today. But then after that, I'm going to have all eight of them come up, and we're going to have uh, just an affirmation where I ask them questions, and they simply say, I do, where they affirm their faith in Jesus. But we're going to transition to that time now. As we uh, recognize the new life that Jesus gives, uh, we're going to start with Angie. Yep, and after that, uh, Dominic, you can come up when she finishes, and then Gabe, Gabe after that, and then we'll have all of them come up after you guys share. 